Welcome. Welcome to the Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Antonio Bouchel. This is the Roundtable Podcast pop-up where, where I come on. Uh, normally you will see uh, it's four of us. Uh, uh, what is it? Lovely T, Lady B, RW3, and myself. We come on uh, every Sunday at 430 but today, you know, uh, we also have something where I just do a pop up just to talk about what's going on. There may be something that can't wait to Sunday uh, to post, but uh, we just decided we'll do it now. And that's what I'm doing here. We have so much to talk about, to talk about. Guys, listen, before we do, please like and share this page please like and share this post this podcast uh even go to our uh youtube page uh yeah go to our youtube page you see the link below the screen go to that youtube page we want you to like we want you to uh subscribe there so we want you to do a couple of things on our youtube page we want you to like it we want you to subscribe to it uh we want you to share it uh uh yeah definitely uh yeah, i'm just trying to make sure that everything is going good with this audio here but anyway guys listen that's what we want you to do like and uh like and subscribe i can't even talk today like and subscribe uh on our our youtube page uh share and like on our facebook page and go to our website uh, on Sundays. We do go live on our websites, on our website, and that's below the screen. So let's get into it. You know, it's it's so much going on out here, even to how everything have gotten to be so sensitive in terms of even what we post. You know, uh, you know now you, you can't say so much. Uh, just can't you? It's you just can't you can't do anything. That's, you know, that, that's what it sounds like. You know, we, we, you know, we we can't say anything. Our words are being just canned or squashed. You know, uh, and especially if we're not saying anything that's causing harm. You know, I, I think it should just be relooked at and say, okay, well, at least they're not speaking about hate then it should be able to be post. But that's a whole nother thing. But guys, listen, it's things that's going on all over the world. It seemed like since this George Floyd uh, incident or death happened or murdered happened, uh, you know, a lot of, and and these things have been going on for a long time, but now, you know, they're shining the light and resting um, doing arrest on police officers, right? So we see, so we've seen a lot of different uh, cops are saying different. I mean, you just see the racism. Just, and I'm not saying every cop is a racist cop, but I am saying you are. It is a light that's been shined on. Uh, uh, that's been shined in a dark place. Uh, it hasn't really been dark for black people, but just uh, you know, it's it's something that's going on. Okay, so so a lot of cops have really been put. Well, that that cape is coming on, that that invisible cape. You can see it now. You know, I'm talking about you know the the hooding, the head cape, the hood, whatever you call it. Uh, that that is some light being shined on. Uh, uh, but see, here's the thing, right? I wanted to talk about, you know, 
this uh this uh leader i'm gonna i'm gonna play this i'm gonna play a video and i want you guys to watch this video and then we'll go in here we're talking i'm gonna play it in different pieces but i want you to listen to what's going on uh about this uh uh i guess this new elected uh, he's a union leader uh and and how he feels about systemic racism because he he doesn't believe that systemic racism actually uh, exists within his police uh, uh, division, at least where he works at. I don't think he does. Uh, he don't believe that it's systemic racism exists, period. But uh, but listen to what he's saying. So check the video out. We're in a pandemic. We're in the midst of calls for reform, scrutiny on police. What do you think that's been like for your officers? Demoralizing, to say the least. John Catanzara is the newly elected leader of Chicago's Fraternal Order of Police, Lodge 7, the union that represents about 13,000 Chicago rank-and-file police officers and sergeants. Can you see the protesters' points at all about needing reform? I don't like the word reform. Reform, kind of, it has a connotation of there's major systemic problems. You don't think that there's a systemic problem with racism in your police force? Again, no, because if, if I literally saw officers who I thought were policing. Guys, listen, this is the problem. You know, this is the problem that this leader, this union leader over so many police officers, this guy, he, I mean, well, you know, they represent the police department, you know, so obviously he's not going to say anything bad about uh, policing. You know, and I and I get that. I get that. You know, but see, my my problem is the fact that, you know, these are the things that exist within this institutional uh, 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 beliefs belief system, racism. You, if you don't know what I'm saying, racism. Uh, uh, guys like this guy who who hides behind a false reality who can't understand that systemic racism would, ex would exist and especially not within their police department. And, and he makes another statement uh, that I want to get to, but I mean, this is what I'm talking about. You know, this, this is what makes it, what make it dangerous. What? Systemic racism, racism, because it's guys like him who is in position you know, I don't know what position in terms of, uh, you know, as far as putting somebody and firing them, did he have that type of ability? But I'm saying if these guys that hold leadership positions, you know, like I talked on my last podcast, uh, I got to pull the other guy's name up. Maybe I'll pull it up in the video. He He's another one who didn't believe in systemic race or believe that it still exists. It's these guys that makes it even more dangerous because you're saying it, it doesn't exist. Or are you in denial? Or are you in denial to not believe and to say, I don't want to, uh, we shouldn't say, uh, what, do you, what does God say? You know, uh, I, I, he said so much, but let, let me, let me, I want to show you. Okay, so here's the thing. This is the other piece, guys. 
He, let's go back to what he said. And look how he says it. I'm going to take it back some. Listen to the video. Again, no, because if, if I literally saw officers who I thought were policing based solely on race, then I would say yes, but that's not been the case. That's D not. Do you hear what this guy says? He says that if he believed that these cops or cops were policing based on uh, racism, you know, he, you know, he said he's never seen that, but he, he would understand if he's seen it. I mean, whatever. But what, look what he's saying. He's saying based on racism. Who's going to tell you that they're policing based on racism? And how would you know? How would you know? Because wouldn't they want to keep that a secret? You know, wouldn't they want to keep that a secret? But I mean, you're saying, see, that's the other part to this. You saying that you don't believe that none of these police officers, none of those police officers, especially, and I'm not saying anything, especially in Chicago, come on, especially in Chicago, Guys, I believe it's so much systemic racism running into Chicago Police Department. It's, it's probably just crazy. And, and, and like I said, I'm not pushing anything bad. I mean, it's just call a spade a spade in this situation. You know that systemic racism exists in the police department. See, and, and, and see, here's the other thing. We can't heal as a nation unless we address these issues. You know, you have to come from uh, uh, hiding behind uh, uh, your jobs or anything. So, I mean, you know, you know that this exists. You know that systemic racism exists. And for you to say that it doesn't, it just, to me, uh, make the problem worse. It makes the problem worse because you don't want to see that. It, you know, it exists. You just don't want to see it. And I, I, and then even when he said that if he knew police officers, that police based on being racist, then he will address that situation. I mean, how that was very crazy to even make that type of statement. You know, I mean, you know, uh, what, what you obviously they don't they don't police based solely uh, on race uh, because it's, uh, they they don't meet all black people uh, you know if they are policing they might run to some white people uh, or whatever you know what I mean so obviously they're not policing based on just being racist but that doesn't mean they're not racist that that doesn't mean that whatsoever uh, and and this is the thing you think. The, how can this this gentleman, how can you think, how can he can even form in his head to even think that racism doesn't exist? I mean, within the police department, in your police department or or, or, or he, he, he would say, well, I didn't say it didn't exist. I said I just haven't seen it. Well, you just I think you've been blind. I, I think you've been blind. And then it show you that maybe you don't need that job because for one, you can't even sympathize. Uh, you only see what you want to see, you know? So I don't know guys, it, 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 it's just, it's crazy. Uh, the abuse that 
uh, these people who are in position uh, play. Uh, that is abuse to me. It's abuse if you, uh, if you don't acknowledge that the problem exists. It's almost like uh, a parent who's doing something uh, illegal to a child within the, in the home, and the parent, the other parent knows, and just take a side eye to it. Don't really pay attention to it. You, you know what I mean? It's, it's almost like that, where to me, those people who don't believe that their departments are racist or some people are racist within their department, as well as I don't believe that systemic racism exists. Those are the same people to me that are allowing this situation to happen and standing by. I mean, well, they're standing by and allowing these situations to happen and they're 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 deciding they're deciding not to even look at it. You know what I mean? Because if you say that you don't believe systemic racism exists, you're deciding not to look at it, even when you see it happen. And to me, that that becomes a problem. You know, God, it, it's so much. Um, that there's another uh, and, and, and even even the post, the chief, uh, Chicago chief, uh, Lord, what was it light Lightfoot? I don't Lightfoot. I don't believe uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing out her name but um but let's look at i'm gonna i'm gonna show you okay now look listen to what the chief says this clip okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna start it here guys but i want you guys to take a look at this this is the chief police for chicago communities and police trust each other not fear each other Catanzaro doesn't think that there's systemic racism in the system then he's got his head in the sand I mean, anybody uh, of goodwill of a certain age recognizes that many institutions um, have systemic racism as part of them. And unfortunately, the police department is no different. Police unions have a lot of power because of their contracts, particularly in Chicago, where historically any potential reforms are negotiated into a new contract before being implemented. They blocked by... See, guys, so here's the chief saying that you know he have his head in the sand you know it, i mean systemic race that's that that's make the problem even bigger when, when when there's people in leader leadership who don't or decide to take a back seat or turn ahead to a certain situation i, I think they need to be looked at I think they need to be looked at and, and to see, okay, well, who are you? You know, uh, uh, who are you? Because you, you sound in type of, you sound like you a little bit on the left, you know, uh, 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 to take a side, I to even be, to don't even want to believe that this thing exists. And here's the chief of police, uh, who, I mean, she's still a police officer. And here she's saying that, you know, you, you got just, you got your head in this, your, your head in the sand, buddy. If you don't believe that this that this systemic racism flows throughout departments, you know, uh, uh, and so what, what am I saying? I'm saying if you're going to get rid of the problem, you have to dig out the root. You're going to have to go down deep and dig it out. And it starts with systemic racism, some some institutionalized hatred that that that, that uh, took over and infested. 
uh, uh, a whole government, a whole society. Uh, uh, and, and, and if you don't dig that out, then you, you'll never, uh, get rid of the problem. If you don't dig out this old behavior, this old way of thinking, guys, listen, I'm telling you, the problem is going to, that's how you deal with it. You know, that's how you deal with it. Uh, but this guy, you know, this is what we're up against, you know, uh, and, and I, and, and there's people who know that. It, it does exist. Uh, uh, but guys, I, I, I want to talk about uh, this other article and, and that, that was still here. Uh, and I'm prepping it now because guys, this was just terrible. Uh, um, you know, uh, I guess it was three police officers that had been reported that, um, well, you know how they have the cam, the body cams on. I guess there's some type of recorder. Obviously, I didn't know that you could push them separately, but maybe whatever happened, they were recorded uh, mistakenly. Uh, so they say, and they were saying some very, I mean, just crazy remarks, racist remarks uh, about the chief uh, police who happened to be a black police officer. I think he's newly hired in, uh, but guys, I, I want you to hear this. I got it prepped here. Uh, so guys, uh, check this out. Check this video. You know, guys, I'm gonna back it up. I'm gonna make sure that no one can say, oh, well, we didn't hear it in the full. Three Willington, North Carolina police officers fired for racist comments that they made on the job. NBC News correspondent Blaine Alexander joining me now. Blaine, uh, if I'm correct, her patrol car camera actually recorded this conversation. What did the officers say and, and who first discovered that video? Allison, this really is a rather disturbing story. So these recordings were apparently made by accident. They took place over the course of a couple of hours or so uh, on the patrol car camera of one of the officers. And this was actually discovered earlier this month during what's a routine kind of audit of the audio of those cameras. So another officer was listening through, going through, listening to them, and found three officers, conversations at different points between three officers uh, using racial slurs, the N-word at some time, speaking negatively about uh, the police chief, who's African-American, other black officers on the force. Uh, you know, at one point, one officer complained that during the protests surrounding the death of George Floyd, saying that the department's only interest was kneeling down with black folks, um, used a racial slur to describe a magistrate judge. Um, at one point, uh, things kind of really escalated uh, when an officer said that he believed a civil war was coming and that he was ready, uh, adding, quote, we are going to be able to go out and start slaughtering them F effing inwards, of course, using a lot of expletives there. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, another officer I'm not going to do that. And the guy says, well, I'm ready and I can't wait. And so all of these things were kind of revealed earlier this month when, of course, it was brought to the uh, attention of the chief. He uh, immediately terminated them. Um, but when they were confronted about this, Alice, and this was what's interesting, none of the officers denied it. All three of them said, yes, that's our voice. But they didn't deny any of it. But they said that they weren't racist and said they were chalking it up to what they called the stress of the current environment and said that they were simply venting. Allison. Wow. 
Uh, Blaine, you've said that the three officers were fired. Is the department, the city, doing anything else or looking into this further beyond firing them? So a couple of things they're doing. The chief said that he is trying to make sure he's recommending that they don't get rehired anywhere else as law enforcement in any other department, any other jurisdiction. So he's kind of notifying the state board about that and about their behavior. In addition to that, Allison, the district attorney for that area is going back and reviewing all of the cases where those three officers were involved, where they were, took any sort of action or anything to see if in those cases there was Okay, guys, I know that was a lot. That was probably about 10 minutes, right? Okay, listen, it's so much in that. Uh, okay, so, see, this goes back to uh, what we are talking about, how these leaders don't believe that there is systemic racism within their police departments. They, they think they're, I mean, they I, obviously, I don't believe that they believe that uh, all people are perfect or all cops are perfect. I get that. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, this is what makes this acceptable when us, uh, well, when leaders, uh, 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 don't see that racism, uh, uh, institutionalized racism, uh, uh, is in your community. You know, these are the things that can happen when cops can sit around and begin to talk about, uh, uh, you know, using the N word uh, uh, and, 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 and allowing you to hear their hatred for other people. Uh, and, 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 and it's just been recorded and see, here's the thing. I don't believe this is the first conversation that whoever did the uh, reporting uh, you know, I don't believe this is their first time ever hearing those type of conversations. I, I just don't believe it. You know, uh, I believe because of this, this spark with the George Floyd. Now, everybody's feel like they have to, they have to put play their part. And, you know, that's what I believe. And, and now. It's coming out, you know, and, and here's the thing, you know, one guy sparked about a race war. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, can you believe this? And see, this is the thing that gets me. These individuals come with a purpose when they set their minds on becoming a police officer. And see, but this, you know, they, they know exactly what they're trying to do. And, and see, here's my thing. You know, what makes it even stronger to me is that these police officers, I guarantee you, do not live within that community. Uh, don't even have to uh, probably even go into the community. What? Why do you? Why do you have to hate something so much that you don't even have to be a part of, even if you don't want to? I mean, just just for the remarks that were made, slaughter, slaughter all of them. I'm preparing for a race war. I mean, what do you? Why? Why are you preparing for this? You know, it's, it's, it's that hate. It's bigger. You know, see, it, it, these are, it's not the police officer. It's the person who puts on the suit. You know what I mean? The police officer, that like a, like a judge or, you know, the, they represent that uh, power. That, in that position, just like a police officer. It, so it's not the police officer. It's the person who steps into the police officer suit. 
You get what I mean? Uh, uh, because of the authority behind that police officer's suit, I can be as racist as I want to be. And and to some and for years, no one ever, you know, people got away with, you know, violent racist crime, meaning police officers towards black people. You know, they got away with it. And, and, and for them to have the attitude and see, here's the thing, right? You know, I guess they were asked why, why, why did you even, why come up with this stuff? Why talk about this? Well, it was just, you know, we were so stressed out. Wait a minute. So in your stress, the first thing you can do, the first thought that comes across your head is to talk about or use the N word, slaughter people, race war. That that's what happens. Is that what happens? And I'm and I'm ready for it. I mean, what do you mean you're ready for it? To be ready, that means you had to plan something out. You, you had to already know something was going to happen or you were going to play a part of something to happen so this thing will happen. You get what I mean? Th those are, if you, that's just, I mean, that's, that's enough right there. I think sometimes these leaders need these videos just played back in front of their face. So that they can actually see and hear what we're hearing, and, and I, it, it may even get uh, misinterpreted even then, right? Right. So I mean, it's just I'm thinking that it's crazy, uh, uh, and and the police officers never even denied it. I mean, <laughs> what is this? It goes to show you who or the potential of who's behind the badge, what type of people or what they can do uh, to cause great harm. Listen, one a police officer, one officer that took down uh, 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 Floyd, George Floyd, uh, what, Derek, Darren Chauvin, Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, this one officer, he is the, he is the reason that the chaos broke out the way that it did. One officer cost or I would say caused damage into millions and probably even billions of dollars or a hundred of millions. I'm talking about all over the country or the world from one police officer. Look at the authority, look at the power that they have and the chaos that they can cause it. So we have to, we have to look at this systemic racism situation, this problem, and we have to address it before it becomes worse or get worse. Uh, guys, I, don't, I mean, I just don't know. And, and last but not least, you know, there's a video, uh, and, and some might know, and speaking of Derek, Derek Shelvin, uh, uh, you know, it was it's some officers, and I'm going to prompt this video so we can watch it as well. Uh, but there's some officers that, that I'll just let you hear it in the correct, uh, correction officers, eight is eight, uh, correction officers of color say they, they were, they have been portrayed pretty much, uh, from guarding Derek Chauvin, Chauvin. Uh, I mean, we get it because he is because they were black and they could do something to him, but let's listen to it, uh, right now. 
Eight correctional officers of color are suing Ramsey County for discrimination. An attorney representing the officers says they were prohibited from entering or working on the floor where former MPD officer Derek Chauvin was being held. The attorney spoke about the lawsuit against the county this morning. Right now, our community, our state, and our country are grieving senseless the senseless death of George Floyd and far too many other people of color. Many of us are using this moment to examine and take a closer look at racism and the small and large systemic injustices facing our neighbors of color. Unfortunately, we're here today to bring light to another example of prejudice and discrimination, this time in the workplace. On Friday, May 29th, Eight correctional officers of color went to work at Ramsey County Jail, which is right here behind me, expecting to do their jobs. However, they were prevented from doing so when former police officer Derek Chauvin arrived at the jail that afternoon. Upon his arrival, Superintendent Leiden ordered that all the correctional officers of color were to be prohibited from guarding Chauvin or going anywhere on the fifth floor where he was to be held. This decision was made solely because of the color of the officer's skin. We're here today because eight individuals who were impacted by this decision were brave enough to come forward. It was not easy, and it still isn't easy. Out of fear of retaliation, they've made the difficult decision to remain anonymous today. They're fearful of losing their jobs and livelihood and putting their families at risk. My clients are kind, fiercely loyal, passionate people who care deeply about each other and about their job. On the and the deliberate discriminatory treatment they received from Ramsey County on May 29th has left them feeling broken. This morning, I'll share a brief overview of the events at Ramsey County Jail, and then I'll take uh, questions from reporters. On May 29th, officers of color were busily preparing the jail for Chauvin's arrival when they were informed in various ways that they would be reassigned away from any task requiring them to be on the fifth floor of the jail where Chauvin was to be held. For example, two of the officers of color were tasked with cleaning the fifth floor to prepare for Chauvin's arrival, which involved removing urine and other unsanitary waste. When the cleaning was done, they were hastily reassigned away from the fifth floor once Chauvin arrived. One acting sergeant was stopped in the middle of booking Chauvin by the superintendent himself, who told the sergeant he did not want the sergeant transporting Chauvin to his unit. One acting sergeant was stopped, uh, excuse me, several correctional officers of color were interrupted in the middle of responding to an emergency call and informed that they would not be permitted to complete the emergency procedure because it involved taking the inmate to the fifth floor. Another officer realized something was wrong because he was in the control room and noticed on the jail's cameras that all of the correctional officers of color were on the third floor. These officers initially thought the interruption to their schedules was odd, but later learned it was no coincidence. Superintendent Leiden had issued an order prohibiting all employees of color from working on the fifth floor. At least one officer of color was also reassigned away from the fifth floor for her weekend shift on May 31st. I want to note that this wasn't a split, uh, this was not a split second decision as the sheriff's office seems to be saying at this point. 
Superintendent Leiden shared his idea of segregating officers with one of his sergeants prior to issuing it. The sergeant, a person of color herself, informed Leiden that his plan was offensive. Okay, so we won't just run the whole thing, but guys, you can go on YouTube and check that out as well. But I mean, listen to what's going on. Okay, so, you know, uh, uh, here, here's these officers. You know, haven't did anything wrong. Actually, they're serving, doing their jobs. You know, uh, this guy is out here killing. He's killing police officers. He's killing people or being uh, being racist. Uh, 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 and even at that so-called club or that club where even uh, I think that uh, George Floyd and him both worked at or something. And they was they were even saying employees were even saying that he was being racist towards people there as well. So here we here's he's this guy is a known racist to some people and obviously a killer. But these officers are going to work, doing their job every day, uh, uh, trying to be. Uh, I guess, great citizens or whatever. Uh, but you, you understand what I'm saying? And here, this guy does the killing, but yet uh, it's switched around as though these officers have done something wrong and this guy is innocent and hasn't did anything wrong. I mean, can, can you believe it? See, now, can I add and say that this is part of systemic racism? Maybe I can. Maybe I can. But the fact that you know, they also can think, you know, and, and don't think I don't I don't get it because I do. I do get it. I do understand. But would you have done it if it was turned around? Would you have done it? Would you have done it? Would you, if this guy had killed a black cop? No, if the, if 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 you get what I'm saying, if a white guy killed uh, of a, if a if a black cop killed a white guy. Do you think that they would put, no, I don't think they would. It, it, it doesn't matter. They would have put him, he would have still been processed by whatever officer that was available. Uh, but the fact that this guy is white and they know, they know that it's a possibility that, you know, they can do whatever they want to do. I, I mean, I don't know. But, but see, here's the thing. You suppose you 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 are are supposed to have no well you should have known that you know my officers are professional so they should be anyway so i i wouldn't have a reason to think that they would treat him any other way any other way but in a professional matter are you saying that these these men and women aren't professional where they can do their job without uh personalizing it I mean, what are you saying? You know, so, uh, uh, but, you know, it's just, there it is. It, it, even We're even treated unfair uh, uh, within the force. What I mean, or in the department. You know, so, listen, I, you know, I hope they get their lawsuit. Uh, I mean, he's going to run into someone black if he, if he goes up into the system. He, uh, eventually he's going to see a, a someone of color you know uh, uh, and, and I don't think it's something or I don't think you can babysit this guy like that uh, because you're going to have to uh, take your hands off him and take the bottle uh, out of his mouth and the pamper 
you got you know maybe you change your parameter one more time you know what i mean but what i'm saying is you're gonna have to uh let them go uh sooner or later but but i'm saying is that you know uh these officers shouldn't be disrespected that way you know they shouldn't be disrespected that way and that's what that is you're disrespecting them because and and uh you don't trust your officers why did you hire them then you know why you, you should always be right isn't that what you guys say oh systemic racism doesn't exist uh you know within the police department so if it doesn't exist then why don't you allow these officers to do their job on the same floor that uh you know you know that Mr. Uh, Shelvin is on, uh, guys. That's enough for me today. I'm out of here. Now, don't forget to like and subscribe uh, to the uh, Roundtable podcast. Uh, uh, go to our website, um, share and like, and we'll see you 4:30 every Sunday um, on the Roundtable podcast. Peace. Talk to you soon. I'm out of here.